Many of you living in Fishers are aware of Ashton Wolf. He's been involved with a number of local productions over the years. He lives here in Fishers. He has a brand new TV show just about to debut with he and others. And we'll talk about that in some detail. Also some other things. So Ashton Wolf, uh, welcome once again. Always good to talk to you. Well, thank you so much, Larry. It's good to speak with you, too, and hello to all the listeners and fishers and beyond. Well, and I uh, just have to tell you, I, I do not like doing telephone interviews. I, I like being in person with people, but uh, circumstances are such we we have to work around that. Uh, I, I do want to ask you, first of all, because since you are a man who, who's been involved in entertainment almost all your life, and you still do live entertaining on a regular basis— uh, this has got to be tough for you. Tell me what it's like to be in your business and dealing uh, with all the travel restrictions, shutdowns that we're dealing with today. Well, it is challenging, no doubt about it. And I, I know everybody is finding it uh, to be a very challenging time. Um, some of my live performance shows have been rescheduled. So the good news is they're not canceled per se, but they've been rescheduled till after, you know, the, the things calm down a bit with regard to the coronavirus and such. It is challenging. Um, uh, it's a little bit t- challenging for the television show, but not quite as much because we can do so much stuff via remote access. Um, in fact, we can talk about that little a little later when we talk about how we can be a benefit to the community, not just the Fishers community, but the entire greater Indianapolis community. Um, we have some really terrific, um, intelligent, tech-savvy guys who, who are doing amazing things. And so we can actually create and produce entire segments via remote access. So that's the good news. Now, that's not the general nature uh, and the general vision of our television show, Indy on the Town, because we, love, we want to go out on the streets and meet people and find out what they're doing. But in this difficult time and in the challenges that face us all with regard to the restrictions, that's how we're going to handle things for the next couple of months by um, producing and putting together segments via remote access. So let's get to that TV show. Uh, sure. It's going to be on uh, Channel 40, a local Noblesville-based uh, television station. Yeah. Where, where you find it depends on what cable system you have, or if you pick it up off the air or some cable systems, it is Channel 40. Uh, but uh, just check your local listings. Like For instance, if you have Xfinity, it's Channel 9. If you have Spectrum, it's Channel 22. So it just depends on what your... your uh, cable setup might be and there are other setups of obviously that uh, people are using these days as they cut the cord so uh the call the, the uh program's called indy on the town but it is not re- relegated just to the city of indianapolis you've already said that it's the indianapolis metropolitan area you are listed as the creator so tell me how you created this um, well, that's a terrific question. Thanks for that. I About two and a half years ago, um, well, to begin with, let me sort of double back to uh, the Indiana Theater Company and the local theater company, Nickel Plate Players, here in Fishers. We uh, were a theater company that, were, that was focusing exclusively on creating, writing, producing new plays and new musicals. And, of course, we wanted to work with other writers who were writing original content as well whether they be playwrights or composers and librettists. And I started thinking about this very idea, the vision of the theater company itself. And because I had had experience in uh, television production and development in Los Angeles, I started thinking, I wonder if that could translate somehow over to television, um, because I wanted to sort of interact with that medium anyway. 
And I just started thinking about it and thinking about it, and I, and I came up with the idea of Indy on the Town. I conferred with my wonderful wife, Sandy Thorne, on that, and she said, yeah, I, I think it's a great idea. You know, the whole idea that we could go out onto the streets and find people throughout the community who are creating new ideas, <clears throat> creating original ideas, developing new concepts, discovering new potential, designing the future, and daring to dream beyond the realms of imagination. That's our mantra. And I came up with that, and I thought, well, it, let's give it a shot. Let's see if we can pull a, a team together and, and make this happen. I'm surprised you didn't give Sandy a credit. I assume she is a, a part of the team in some way. Well, I did give her a credit. She's an associate producer. Okay, well, just not listed on the website. Yeah, it's, so, okay, it's good. On, the, on the television credits. That's great. Well, that's that's good to know. Uh, Sandy's a great person, and you also ha are working with a co-host. If you're watching, it's uh, Aaron Henze. Yes. I've, I've seen a couple of Aaron Henze's uh, live productions. He's a, he's a creative guy. I, I'm sorry, repeat that again, please. I'm, Aaron Henze is somebody that I've seen a couple of his uh, live productions, and he's a very creative guy. Oh, yeah, he is, absolutely. Uh, he was the first person I actually called when I decided to move forward with further developing the television program. He was the very first person I called because he had been on staff with the Nickel Play Players and in the Indiana Theater Company. And I knew that he shared the same uh, passion for wanting to be involved with people who were creating original content. And um, I knew that uh, of anybody that I knew, he would possibly see the vision that I was creating with Indy on the Town. So I called Aaron, and we met, and he said, let's do it, and there you have it. Now, you are premiering the show 11.30 a.m. Sundays. Am I correct on that? That is correct, on WHMB. WHMB Channel 40, as we mentioned before. Now, the way you're formatting this is that uh, you will have three separate segments or stories during that 30-minute period. Of course, in TV, it's not quite 30, but it, uh, it's, it's uh, 30 minutes on the, on the grid. Uh, I want to talk about each of the segments. The first one I, I noticed by looking at, your, at the website for, and by the website, if you want to look at that, it's Indie on the Town, all scrunched together, IndieOnTheTown.com. The first segment is John and, and Ann Craig Cinnamon, whom I've uh, known for a while, and uh, I see that there is footage, uh, shots from the Great Wall of China and some other historical uh, uh, places. I assume you did not accompany them to China. No, we did not. Actually, they provided us with that footage. So that's the terrific thing about India on the Town, too, for anybody who's listening who would like to present uh, the possibility of a segment or like to suggest a segment to us. Um, if if somebody has great footage like that or high-res photos or any kind of a uh, history that they can bring to the table in which we can create a narrative around their segment, we're, we're certainly, um, you know, game for talking to anybody, actually. John and Ann, I had met John and Ann um, several years back, I believe, at Balmoral House um, through Diane Eaton, and um, I was fascinated by their story. Of course, they have a tremendous history here in the local Indiana market, um, mainly with uh, radio, WENS back in the day, and then, of course, uh, Ann was influential in launching Channel 59. And most importantly, last year she was inducted into the Indiana Broadcasters Hall of Fame. And so I thought they would be great people to have on the show. So I contacted them, and they provided us with all that terrific footage of their excursions around the globe, actually. So, um, yeah, there's... 
footage of them in Nepal. There's footage of them on the Great Wall of China. It's just terrific. Uh, it's one of my favorite segments. And I'll say that Anne, a couple of things about her. Number one, she was the editor of Current in Fishers for a while, so she and I worked together a little on that. Yeah. But uh, she also, I think the reason she received that award, uh, Ashton, is because not only was she one of the, not the first, but one of the first radio news people, female in uh, the Indianapolis market, uh, you know, she stayed with it for a very long time. She uh, she did it for for quite a while, and and was w- well known as as one of the better radio journalists in town. So mm-hmm. she certainly deserved that honor. So I'm glad you mentioned that. And John, of course, uh, was an air personality uh, for a number of years, and now Anne is in the travel business. So that's why they tend to to to, to travel the globe quite often. So you, the second segment I'm looking at is uh, the one called Save the Train. Mm-hmm. Now, you're, you're going to have some uh, shots there that may be historic because you shot that before the rails were taken up. Yes, we did. And I'm so glad we were able to get that before they actually took the rails out. Um, that was a segment. That, the way that came to be is um, it had been on uh, Sandy's and my radar for quite some time, the fact that people, that there was this coalition of people who were gathering up support to try to save the nickel plate and we live right behind it we sort of uh enjoyed hearing the train go by and the whistle blow off when it would go back and forth to downtown and the indy state fair and and then of course during the winter when the polar express excursion would go back and forth behind our house and when we learned that they were going to rip those trains out we we discovered uh, a fellow by the name of Logan Day who was organizing a campaign to try to save the nickel plate. So we thought that would make a really interesting segment for our show. Both of us are, are very much um, in tune with with history and, and knowing how important it is, not only for us, but for everybody. So we contacted Logan and asked him if he would be on the segment and if we could feature the Save the Nickel Plate on our show, and he said, let's do it. Unfortunately, the, uh, the 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 train did not end up uh, being saved. But at least you took—I assume you took a look at the history of the train and, and and a longer look at that. If I saw your uh, your previews correctly, absolutely. Yeah, excuse me. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it was during the live interview while walking down the nickel plate tracks that I discovered that they were first laid there in 1849. So you can see the surprise on my face in uh, in the live interview where I'm like, oh my gosh, it goes all the way back to 1849. So there's quite a history there. But unfortunately, um, they have taken those tracks out. Yes, in fact, the first name Fisher's had was Fisher's Switch because it yep. was a train switch at the time. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you probably got into some of that history. So that's one of your se- – that's a second mm-hmm. segment. Now, there's a third segment uh, you, which is kind of uh, – where a group of children are at the focus. It's called the Adventure Bus. Tell yes. us about that. That is – I had met a fellow by the name of Mick Heidegg. They discovered that he had a small business called the Adventure Bus. And basically what he had done is he purchased uh, a school bus, he got it inside, and he made a playground inside the school bus. And he took the bus around to various locations, child care centers, after-school centers, churches, etc. And he would roll into their parking lot, park the bus, and kids would get on board and start playing around. Of course, the bus isn't moving when the kids are playing around. But he had all these various themes, and these kids would participate in these very imaginative programs 
that Mick put together, whether it be a pirate program or Indiana Jones or whatever. And so the kids were able to use their imagination. They uh, learned how to, you know, play together and collaborate and work with each other. And they also would sing songs. Uh, Mick would get his guitar out. And I thought, what a great, what a great segment for the show. One thing that we want to do is we want to be able to do segments uh, about, you know, people who are doing things for kids because it's so important, whether it be educational or just something that's just lots of fun for them. So I contacted Mick and I said, hey, will you be on the show? And he said, sure, absolutely. Well, now that uh, you've got your first uh, episode all, all in the can, as we call it in the business, ready to go and it's ready to broadcast, uh, how, where do you go from here? Do you have a contract for a certain number of weeks? Is it open-ended? Explain where the show goes from there. Well, our contract with WHMB is for an entire year, so we're continuing to produce segments even as we speak. Um, we have another entire episode almost ready to go, and we will be proceeding with producing other segments as well as we continue on in the development. Um, Prior to the coronavirus situation hitting everyone, I was contacted by a wonderful lady by the name of Amy Pozak. You may know her. She writes a column in the current publications called Where's Amy? And she is involved with executive producing a new documentary called The Addict's Wake, and it's about the meth and opioid crisis. And she has gathered an incredibly talented team of people to produce this documentary. Michael Hussein is the director, and he's an Emmy Award-winning director. Lisa Hall is involved as well as an executive producer. And there's a creative consultant out of New York uh, who's an Academy Award-winning producer. And uh, his name is... um, Oh, gosh, no, forget it. Okay, let me pull up the website here real quick. Um, Don Glasgow. And so they pulled this team of people together to shoot this amazing uh, documentary called The Addict's Wake. And she contacted me and said, would this be something that would be good for Indiana on, uh, Indy on the town? And I said, yeah, absolutely. So most of the people involved in this are actually living in Indianapolis, but we went down to Brown County where uh, this situation is, uh, you know, it's a pretty dire situation down there. They've been hit pretty hard by the meth and opioid crisis. So the documentary itself is focuses on Brown County and Nashville, Indiana, but because the people are from Indiana who are producing this show, we decided it was qualifiable for our, for our television program. So we actually went down there and shot footage of them shooting their documentary. So that's going to be one of our segments coming up. Um, the Addicts Wake, executive producer Amy Pozak. Do you know Amy? I'm ch- I know her well. In fact, yeah, uh, okay. uh, you know, I, I still do a, a film podcast uh, with Adam Austin and Carmel. And if you recall, you were a guest on that podcast once. That's right. And yes. so uh, we know Amy through that. Uh, Amy is an amazing producer. Uh, I'm not at all surprised to hear that uh, she's involved in a project like that. Now, does she plan to put to sell that to TV, short film? What's her uh, What's her uh, plan on that documentary? Well, right now they're actually in still in the fundraising phase of that, although they are shooting footage for the documentary, and so they're continuing to gather support in every way possible. They've had a couple of fundraising events that we've attended, and we've got footage of those events as well. 
And we're going to encourage people who watch this episode about The Addicts Wake to go to their website, which is theaddictswake.com, and contribute if they'd like, uh, contribute to the, to, the pro, to, the, to the endeavor, as it were, um, if they would like to. Um, so, but they're gathering steam, and they're moving toward you know, finalizing their production, and then from there, they'll do everything and anything to you know, have it shown on screens, um, all over the place as much as possible. Anybody who will show the film and then support the effort to try to combat the meth and opioid crisis, not only in Brown County and Nashville, but really across the entire country. There are so many communities that have been hit very hard by this. So they're on a mission to try to help people, and I, I can think of nothing better. And that's the kind of thing that really suits Indy on the Town very well. In fact, uh, well, you've been in the Los Angeles film business. You know how hand-to-mouth it is to try to raise money even for a major motion picture, much less an independent film. So I wish Amy well, and I hope the publicity that you can give her and her crew will help them uh, get that project finished, and uh, we'll all look forward to seeing that. Anything else you want to talk about as to projects you're looking for in the future for the TV program? Well, we we have already shot a segment uh, about... Prodigy STEM. I don't know if you've ever heard of Prodigy STEM. This is a segment uh, that focuses on kids, and it's an educational program that's designed to help kids uh, use their imagination and and take their imagination and create new things. So it kind of fits with our vision for India on the Town. Prodigy STEM, uh, the word STEM is actually an acronym for science, technology, engineering, and math. So it's Prodigy STEM. And um, the, there's a guy on there, he's a professor, and he, he's kind of like a science guy. And he goes into schools and he gathers children up, and they use their imagination to create things, to create uh, appliances, to create, um, you know, anything that their imagination can think of. But then they use household items to try to make, you know, replicas of what they've imagined in their mind. So it's really, really an exciting uh, segment, and we were so happy to have Prodigy STEM on on Indy on the Town as well. Well, STEM is what you say, but, you know, some people have um, actually advanced that to STEAM by adding an A for the arts, to add that (laughs) in. I like that. I was going to say, I thought you would like that addition there, because STEM does leave out some things if you concentrate on that. Nothing wrong with STEM, but uh, some people are saying STEAM might be a better idea. So uh, anyway, that's that's uh, that's all very interesting. So uh, have you heard of that program, Prodigy STEM? I have heard of it. I'm not uh, I'm not densely familiar with it. So I look forward to seeing your piece. I've already uh, got my. Uh, DVR cranked up, Ashton. I'm going to watch every segment here, so I'll be watching. Oh, that's great. I look forward to it. And, uh, well, the last I, one thing I do want to say to the listeners, and mm-hmm. especially now that people are having to come up with creative ways to uh, move their businesses forward, um, we want to be able to try to assist people in the community with that. Um, so I do want the listeners to know that we can shoot entire segments if there are people out there who are creating and inventing, you know, new ways to to get through their daily lives, you know, uh, and combat the fallout from this coronavirus. We'd love to hear from them. All they have to do is go to IndyOnTheTown.com and get in touch with us. And we're open for anything. This is very much a community-minded show. I created it for the purpose of being able to, you know, give people in the community the opportunity to expose their creative ideas. 
and not just theater, music, et cetera, but businesses as well. We focus on human interest stories, uh, mental health stories, all kinds of stuff. So we would love to hear from people who are doing creative and inventive things to combat the fallout from the coronavirus, because we think we can be of help during this difficult time. And that's basically why we're here, for the community. And IndieOnTheTown.com, as you mentioned, is your website. All you have to do is look at the very top, click on Contact, and you can contact the uh, creative uh, group. Now, you and Aaron are the ones that are on screen when the program is on. Uh, You mentioned Sandy. Who are some of the other people uh, behind the camera? Absolutely. I'm glad you asked that. Um, After I contacted Aaron and he said he was on board with this, he hooked me up with a guy named Chris Zazetti, uh, who owns Famous Marketing Company. And Chris had produced and directed the Ray Skillman commercials on television for about five years. And Aaron arranged a meeting between the three of us. Um, I pitched Chris the idea, and it turned out he was looking for something creative to be involved with anyway. And he loved the idea of Indy on the Town, so um, he came on board. And then he brought his partner, Dustin Jenkins, who had also worked on the Ray Skillman commercials. Dustin owns a company, in addition to working hand-in-hand with Famous Marketing Company, he also owns a company called Double Exposure Studios. So he came on board, and the four of us partnered on the show, and here we are, you know, voila, as they say. Um, We decided to move forward with it, and then we immediately went into producing the segments and moving toward finalizing our first episode. So I can tell you that collaboration, the art of collaboration is very difficult to come by. It's very challenging because people have to all see the vision. And I am so pleased that these guys came on board because really they all immediately were able to wrap their minds around the vision of Indy on the Town and everybody just came at it, you know, gangbusters, 110,000%. And it's been one of the one of the finest collaborations I've ever been involved with because everybody not only so committed to the project, but they truly believe in the vision and what Indy on the Town can do for the community. So hats off to all of them. Aaron, Chris, Dustin, uh, if you're listening, you guys are the best. Yes, it's hard to to quantify how important it is to have talented cinematographers involved in a production like this. You know, I saw some of the uh, promotional material, the two-minute promo video you folks produced. It's very clear that there's some very quality graphics and that uh, the quality of the video is is top-notch. And uh, you need that in this day and age to be competitive and for people to watch and and uh, it's good to know that you've got people who know what they're doing on your team. <laughs> I am very fortunate. Yes, it's so very important. Um, Dustin and Chris, they're extremely savvy with all this technology. We use drones. We use green screens. They are phenomenal editors. Um, and I can't say enough about their talent. Um, and if it weren't for them and Aaron as well, if it weren't for the team, this would not have come to fruition. So cheers to all of them. All right. So you are still looking for future segments. People can contact you at onthetown.com by pushing that or clicking on that contact button at the top of the page. Mm -hmm. Anything else you would like people to know as uh, we are recording this 
on a Thursday, and the premiere will be the following Sunday. So anything else you want people to know before we wrap this up? Um, we do have an email if they want to contact us directly, um, indyonthetown at gmail.com. If they go to the website, indyonthetown.com, there is a uh, submit form there, and they can contact us that way as well. But they can also send an email to us at indyonthetown at gmail.com. And other than that, I just really want to say to the listeners that I hope everybody's staying safe and healthy and let us know what we can do to, to help you during this difficult time. And given that I have to believe that we'll, we'll all get through this, moving forward beyond that, I cannot wait to meet some of these people around Indy who are creating these new ideas, discovering new potential, developing the new concepts, designing the future, and daring to dream beyond the realms of imagination. Well, you have a very wide, how should I put this, uh, a wide scope you're looking at in terms of possible stories. You're asking for ideas. I can't think of anything better than that. Ashton Wolf, longtime resident of Fishers. He is the creator of a new television program, Indy on the Town, 11.30 a.m. every Sunday. So, Ashton, thank you so much uh, for joining me today. Larry, I can't thank you enough. It's great talking to you again, and I hope that you and yours will continue to stay safe and healthy.